Hi everyone, welcome back to the Empowering Artists Podcast. My name is Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you are a new listener or a returning listener, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to hang out with me. Um, I'm really thankful that you guys are here, and today I wanted to talk about an episode talk about an episode. Today's episode, I guess I'm trying to say is, um, and the topic I'm going to talk about is this, you know, this idea of uh, rejection and this idea of sort of like, you know, fear of missing out or, you know, FOMO. Um, Recently, I have submitted to probably, I don't know, five or six projects. um, And I have been rejected from, or I I don't want to say rejected because it sounds a little bit too harsh, but I have not booked um, any of those projects. And to be honest, it kind of sucked because I got all of those, um, you know, all of the emails and the answers that they were passing in like, I don't know, like within a two-day span there. So I got like five no's in two days and... um, I was definitely feeling very, um, you know, a little down about it. And I think that sometimes, you know, we, we want to do these projects, right? And we submit to projects, whether they be for acting, maybe you're like me and you're an actor, maybe you want to submit your work for display on, um, like for an exhibit in a local museum. And we end up getting a no. And, you know, that really sometimes, you know, it's like one of those things where all these other things went wrong, and this is like the next thing that went wrong, so it just kind of like is, you know, so frustrating. And, you know, that's okay, because like any other profession, we have our ups and we have our downs. And I think that, you know, artists specifically have a lot more of those, because it's not like, and I think I talked about this on a previous episode, It's not like, you know, we apply to a bunch of jobs and then we get interviews for, you know, maybe 20% of them. I don't know if that's like a high number or not. Um, And then, you know, once we find one job, that's what it is. Like, we continue to look for jobs. We continue to submit our work. We continue to audition. We continue to um, do, like, uh, discovery calls, I guess you could call them. Um, the point being is that I think that we as artists might experience a little bit more rejection than maybe the average person looking for a job just because it's, it's kind of like a numbers game, right? Like we just apply to so much stuff and it's like once people find employment, you know, they maybe stop looking for jobs and stop making job applications um, for like, you know, a couple years and then maybe they go back to it or something like that. But it's like within that maybe like two to three year period that someone who has maybe applied for, you know, over a hundred jobs to start out for that two to three year period that they're not looking for another job. You know, that's two to three years of us as artists constantly applying. Um, And because, you know, it is a numbers game that obviously the more you apply to jobs, the higher the risk is that you might get a no. So I think just mathematically, we as artists might just sort of be at that level where we might get, we're just going to get more rejections and more no's um, based off of numbers, which I think 
is right. <laughs> um, or at least that's been my experience. Um, I'm not a big numbers person, so maybe there's like a mathematical like rule or something out there that like validates that. I don't know. But I just really wanted to let you guys know that, you know, because we often talk about, oh, like so-and-so who's this like famous artist now, or so-and-so who's now um, a top paid athlete or so-and-so who has like, you know, a best-selling book series and is like a millionaire now. Like sometimes when you read through these stories, they'll say, oh, well, it took me, um, you know, 10 years of, uh, you know, auditioning before I made it big or got my big break or, you know, it was I, where I wasn't picked for the, um, like the football or the NBA. I think they're called like the drafts for like football and the NBA. Like, and they weren't picked until, you know, maybe the third time they went for it. Or maybe, um, the author was like, I had my manuscript, um, you know, rejected by, over 50 publishing houses before it was finally accepted, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, those numbers are just like, oh, wow, like it took them three years or it took them 10 years or it took them, you know, 50 submissions. Like that, like we, we think about it. I'm like, oh yeah, like that's a lot. Like to not be, to like, you know, be working consistently for 10 years and then finally getting your big break. Like that's a long time, but I don't think we really realize how long a time it actually is until we're sort of experiencing it. So could you imagine, like, let's just use, like, the, um, the manuscript and, like, the author for an example. To submit your, your work to over 50 people, and probably not all at once, right? They probably started off with, like, five or ten, and then they kept getting no's and no's and no's. Can you imagine what that must have felt like? Like, that must have been really difficult, right? Really challenging. And... What happens a lot is that, you know, sometimes we'll look at it and we'll say, that's a long time, but we don't really grasp how long it took. And, you know, rejection and fear during that time frame really can creep up on you. It can, and it can really sort of affect you. Um, and I just want to tell you right now and sort of give you a real, not real world, but sort of like a this is what's happening right now for me, um, just sort of let you guys know that sometimes it might, it seems like it's a long time, but actually living it is, it makes it, like the time is just really skewed is what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, I had those like five no's within um, two days and that was not fun. <laughs> um, because, like, it can really get you down. And I think that we work so hard and we want to be so, you know, proud of what we are creating. And um, if we're not able to create it, we get this feeling that maybe we're not good enough or maybe, you know, someone else is better. Or it's like, when is it ever going to be my time to do this? And that really, like, it happens. And I want you all to know that you know, we all know rejection and no's are out there, but, you know, when we really talk about them or we hear about them from other people, very rarely do we actually feel like the raw emotion of that exact situation. And I think that's because, you know, people don't want to show that vulnerable side of them, right? 
They don't want to show the vulnerable side of them, you know, being too upset over something, crying about it, um, you know, it just sort of weighing on their mind for a while. Like, we don't want to show that to people, right? I think um, specifically, you know, I could sit here and I could be like, yeah, I got a no from these five places and it sucks and, you know, I just got to keep moving on. Like, I could say that because that is the reality of it, but that's not really being vulnerable, right? And I wanted to share this with you guys to maybe make you feel less alone if you're going through something similar or to just let you know that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to sort of express those emotions. And yeah, I have to admit, I was really, um, I was kind of sad that I didn't book any of them. Now, keeping in mind that, you know, um, you can't book everything. Um, but the thing with me specifically is that I don't like telling my mom that I didn't get something. And I don't know if it's because it's like a pride thing. I don't know if it's because I don't want to let her down. Like, I don't know what it is. But I would, like, I tell my mom that I auditioned for these things. And, you know, a couple days later, she'll ask me, you know, oh, like, what's the status update? And I just, I don't want to tell her that, like, oh, like, I, I didn't get it. Um, like, I, I'm pretty used to not, you know, being in this situation where I wasn't cast in something or I didn't book the job. But for some reason, when my mom asks me, I'm like, I don't want to tell her that I didn't book it. So what I'll do sometimes is I'll just be like, oh, yeah, like I'm still waiting to hear back. I don't know if I will or not, um, which a lot of times is true because a lot of times I don't know if I'll hear back from them or not. But the idea of me telling my mom that it didn't work out, just I don't know, that really that really gets me. Um, so a lot of times I just, you know, will try to avoid the question. <laughs> Um, and I mean, my mom knows that, like, you know, being rejected and not booking projects is, like, part of the job, and, you know, I tell my other people, I tell my boyfriend, um, and they all know that sort of it happens, but I think that, you know, every now and then, it's kind of like a perfect storm of events where, you know, it just, it's not just the artistic stuff that I'm going through, but also like other things going on in my life. And sometimes things just feel so defeating. And sometimes I just feel like, like this is never going to happen for me. And this is like, this is the wrong time for this. Or I'm like, am I ever going to be able to be back on stage again? Um, that's a big question that I've sometimes asked myself because a lot of, or really all of the, um, theater things I've auditioned for, um, haven't, you know, haven't happened the way that I had hoped, and that's okay. But sometimes I can really get into that mentality of, well, when am I going to be back on stage again? Like, will it ever happen? And the answer is yes, it will happen. I just have to be patient. But I wanted to share that with you guys because I know sometimes you can be like, you can have these thoughts, but it's just so difficult to say them out loud to people who maybe are very understanding of your situation and maybe people who aren't as understanding because it's, it is showing that vulnerability and, you know, that side of us that no one ever really likes to show. Um, but I did want to talk about sort of this going on in my life right now because I think it's important. 
it's kind of like, you know, a few years ago, people started talking more about mental health and why we needed to destigmatize it and all this stuff. And then the pandemic hit and then like everyone is, you know, took it a lot more seriously. More people are talking about it. Um, I myself was decided that I wanted to go to therapy um, because of it. And I'm a lot more sort of like open with that. I'm like, yeah, I'm like looking for a therapist. Do you know anyone kind of thing? But it's kind of like that. And I think that it's so easy to hear someone's story after, you know, they've quote unquote, you know, made it or they've become, you know, a household name. It's easy to look back on their story and think, oh my gosh, that must have been so hard. But, you know, at the time they didn't realize that they were going to become a celebrity. They didn't realize that their book was going to be a bestseller. So during, you know, that time of their life, if you sort of like isolate it, yeah, it must have really felt vulnerable, but, and it honestly probably really sucked too. But because we're talking and we're looking at someone who has since passed that time in their life and now they are successful, we just kind of, it's just kind of like, well, you know, that was so unfortunate, but you got through it. But at that time, they didn't know if they would or not. They had hoped, but they didn't know. So really, this is, this is just me telling anyone who is listening right now to this that it might feel like a bunch of things have just piled on and that nothing's ever going to work out and you don't know what the next step is going to be. Honestly, I don't know what my next step is going to be, but it's going to work out. I think that we, we give ourselves so many reasons as to why something won't work out, but we fail to give all of the reasons why it will work out. And I can tell you that every single time in my life where something has happened and I'm stressing out over it, I'm like, this isn't going to work out, it always works out. And that is a mantra I fully believe in. Everything is going to be okay and everything is going to work out. And, you know, it took me a long time to get to that mantra and actually believe it. And sometimes, you know, I don't believe that it's going to work out. Um, those are my more dramatic times. But when I have a clear head, I'm like, no, this will this will work out. It will be okay. And it is. And I know sometimes, depending on where you are in your life, it can be hard to think about it that way. And it can be hard to really believe in that. But I want you guys to know that it is possible. Everyone goes through bumps in the road. Even if you don't see it, it happens. And not just to artists, like to literally everyone on this planet. Like anyone who's, you know, um, been been alive, like honestly. Like that sounds so broad, but like nothing ever works out the way you like anticipate it will or the way you plan it will. And that's okay. And, you know, knowing that it's okay to be vulnerable, it's okay to have these experiences, it's okay to feel sad, like, that's all okay, it's all part of life. Um, I remember I was actually talking to my boyfriend uh, yesterday, actually, and I was like, you know, I forget what exactly we were talking about, and I, you know, I was being very dramatic, so I was like half being serious, half not. I was like, oh, but I don't want to do that because what if I have a bad experience or what if it's like, you know, bad? And he was like, well, then you do like, then he's like, well, that's life. Like life is full of good and bad experiences and you have to experience the bad ones. Like you can't just have good experiences. Like that's not what life is. And I was like, fine, you're right. 
Um, because he at that point won. Um, we didn't have it. It wasn't like an argument, but it was like just a conversation. We both had like different sort of like views on the topic, but he won that conversation. <laughs> um, but I think that's just perfect for this episode because it's just reminding us that, you know, things happen and they're not always good. Like sometimes they're bad and sometimes they suck and sometimes you just feel so defeated, but that is life. And things always do get better. So guys, um, if anything, I just want you to take away from this episode that it's okay to have these feelings. And, you know, if you want to chat more about this, because this is something I know that I always want to chat about. I know that this is something that we don't talk about nearly as much as we should. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram is at artist... um, I also said my old Instagram handle. Um, my Instagram is at artists as entrepreneurs. Um, I would love to chat. I think that, you know, having space for those conversations is so important as an artist because you need that support group, right? Um, and yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Um, I know it's a little bit more, I guess, serious than normal, um, but I do think it's important to let people know that, you know, it's not always about the ups. Sometimes it's about the downs. Um, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Before we leave, today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by my free Facebook group, um, the Empowering Artist Podcast Community. I would love for you guys to come join me um, in that community. It's for artists, really anyone who is just looking to feel empowered and support one another. Uh, Thank you guys again so much for your time today. I'm so happy you were able to spend it with me and I will see you in the next episode.